Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so it is the month of new beginnings on Velvet's Edge, and we've done a lot of different topics. Hi, Chip, by the way. Hi. (laughs) Uh, Could you guys both turn your volume up a little bit? Because I want the people to be able to hear you as much as they hear me. Um, So it's the month of new beginnings, and Chip and I have also told you guys we're going to start interviewing people. This is our first interview together. I feel a little nervous. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Breaking the cherry. Wait. It's actually called popping. Popping. (laughs) This is is when you know you're a gay man. Breaking (laughs) the cherry. cherry. (laughs) Uh. So, yes, we're popping (laughs) Chip's interview cherry. Yes, there we go. (laughs) So glad I can be the one to do that with you. And we have a really special guest. I'm so excited about this. When I think about January, I always think about setting up my life to give me the best start for the year. And one of the things I really struggle with in my life is being organized. <laughs> like <laughs> I do not. I'm a creative. I thrive in that world. But I cannot function when it comes to like details a lot of times. Like that is not my strong suit. However, when I am functioning at my highest capacity, usually things are in order and I have both of those working together. So we wanted to bring in someone to help us with this and get a really good fresh start and a new beginning to the year of 2022 after the chaos of all the insanity we've dealt with the last couple of years. So Rhea Safford is here. She is the founder of Reorganize, which is an organization company that we'll get into. And I want to hear all the details about that. Hi, Rhea. Let's say hello. Hi, you guys. Okay, I didn't realize this was like our first threesome. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I like the way that you put that. Yeah, first threesome. It's definitely my first time with two women. Oh, (laughs) wow. That is too good. Oh my gosh, you guys, I am so excited to be here, truly. 
Thank you for joining us. We're so excited to have you. And yes, this is all of our, well, it's our first threesome in some capacity. (laughs) (laughs) I like the quick edit there. Yeah. I mean, because I know Chip's story, you know. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we would be led down a whole different podcast if we didn't commit quickly. That's more of the sex and dating version of The Edge. So maybe we'll have you back, Rhea. We'll have you back. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) So I, I loved your story. When your rep reached out to me, there was such an interesting thing that caught me in the initial email and she was like yeah Rhea's story is really cool because she was 10 days out of having this baby and Jen Atkin the celebrity hairstylist called and you said yes when do you need me to come organize your house and I'm like 10 days out of having a baby what (laughs) like yeah that is a very true story and and literally one of my favorites um please this was a couple yeah yeah so this was a couple weeks or a couple weeks (laughs) starting a couple years into starting my business. I started okay. solo in 2016, but it was just kind of, it was, I mean, not necessarily a slower start, but it was me by myself, you know, smaller projects. And then I had a baby in 2017. So I was just kind of like, you know, working as I wanted to work. And then demand really started to pick up bigger projects started to happen. So I started to grow a team, uh, in 2018. So I'm like set the scene. I'm pregnant you know, growing a team for the first time, just like trying to make this pivot with our business to just like legitimize everything, you know? Sure. And um, I finally like have a team that can do its own thing, which was nice so that, you know, the business was in a place it could be running without me, which I was excited to get to that point. I was going to be having a baby and this was my third and maybe I thought I would take some time off. I took three months off with my first because I had a corporate job and that was like legit maternity leave. And then my second one, um, I already had this business and it was probably two months. This one was like no time at all. So your third really is different. I mean, the whole like joke. Like, <laughs> Fend for yourself. Handed. Yeah. You would hand it to a mechanic, like hand it. Uh, it. <laughs> so mechanic, like you just would, like everything is so different. And, you know, I had my phone in the delivery room and still responding to emails and everything. I was just like, life wow. keeps going. Let's go. Let's get this baby out. Wow. So I have two daughters and a son and, uh, this was my son. And yeah, literally 10 hours after birth, uh, get a DM from Jen Atkin, which I mean, this was still the time of Instagram. Like you're seeing a blue check and you're like, holy shit, like yeah. who's messaging me? This this person like has been verified by <laughs> I don't even I don't know who's making these decisions, but they're a big deal. And I hate to admit that I didn't know who she was because I feel like once you I mean, once you know Jen Atkin, you can't unknow her. Like, right. She's so she's just such a force and she's so amazing. So, anyways. She reaches out and it's like all casual, just like, hey, you know, love your work. We have a new house. We're interested in you organizing it. Um, I was like, yeah, of course. I mean, never even addressed. I just had a child. I'm in a hospital bed. Oh, my God. Like the whole thing. (laughs) And uh, so I was like, yeah, like, you know, let's plan a consult. Um, So I go and do the consultation, which was just me like walking through the house, getting a feel for everything. I could like I remember exactly what I was wearing because I literally still had those mesh panties. Oh my God. Chip, after you have a baby, (laughs) not that we wanted to get into this, but there's just like a lot of interesting things coming out of you for a couple of weeks. And you quite literally have to wear like a large ass diaper. It's yeah. It's like a a pad size underwear. uh, uh, A pad. It's like a, like a, like a 
pool floaty size pad. It's like belly button to the middle of your back. It's so insane. It sounds pretty sexy. So sexy. Beyond sexy. I know. I was like, careful, baby number four coming. Take that off. Yeah, it's the best birth control ever. Ever. So, so I'm wearing this under skinny jeans. And I remember she was like filming, getting content because she wanted to be doing a YouTube about the transformation. I was like, oh my God, like I'm never going to want to look back at this. And at this point, I told her, like, I just had a baby. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, probably a lot, but your I'm blue check, her blue check. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm just like, I feel like this was really important. Obviously, I'd done my research on her and I'm like, this is major. Like, you just kind of know when something's going to really pivot your life. And that was that moment for me. Um, like my husband even wrote down the amount of followers I had at the time, which was like 23,000 followers. Cause we just knew in every which way everything was going to change after this. And it did um, in such a big way. So we ended up doing a project there, which the main space that got the most attention was this beauty closet that we did for her. And I actually had done it a completely different way the first time. And it was all set up for her stylist people to come in and grab their supplies, get what they need. And I was literally feeding my son at 2 a.m. in the morning. And she's sending me messages like, hey, let's go a different direction. I want to do something really cool. I really want to like, wow. And I'm like, cool. What do you want? So she's sending me this inspo. And she was like, I'm going to bring down all of my beauty products. And I basically want to do just like this total ombre, like sick color thing. I was like, oh my gosh, so fun, especially because I love tapping into my creative side. Um, I'm more creative than I am organized. Um, so I take more of that approach, I feel like. And so I literally showed up. She had separated all of her products by color, left for like a two and a half hour workout. And I just went nuts. I brought like all kinds of different acrylic risers and turntables. And this was just so beautiful. And this was the first thing that grabbed attention of like different media outlets, like mm-hmm. Daily Mail was reposting it and Yahoo Mail and Insider. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? So that really like I remember doing that project and even her husband just being like, you just worked for one of like the biggest mouths in Hollywood. Like she just she knows so many people and she legit loves sharing. She loves sharing people that she loves. She loves sharing things that she loves, and people truly take what she says to heart. The amount mm-hmm. of clients in the last two years, three years now, what, what year is it? Right. Three exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what's happening in the last three years, the amount of just insane clientele that's come my way just because Jen said something is crazy to me for someone to have that much influence. So pretty so much I'm huge. a genius for picking that project. <laughs> it changed my life and it was awesome. And we just did her new home like last week. I was just there. So that all gets revealed wow. in like two weeks. Had, had she just stumbled across your page on Instagram? How'd she find you? I'm actually so happy you asked that because mm-hmm. I asked her that because, hi, like, where are you finding me? And she goes, I think it was my friend at Jimmy Choo. And oh. I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, what friend of Jimmy Choo? I want to know this friend. And she was just like, she was like, I don't know. She's like, I think it was my friend of Jimmy Choo. And I was like, yeah, I, probably. And I'm, I'm probably like trying to act all cool. Like, yeah, you know, of course. Yeah, you know, naturally. Kind of right. <laughs> probably my friend of Jimmy Choo. No. Yeah. She really has no idea, which is even crazier to me. That's so wow. wild. It could have been like her assistant being like, hey, here are organizers. I don't know. But it was really cool. The people that would reach out just the feeling our Instagram feed would make them or, you know, them looking at stories and getting a feel of me that it's like, Hey, I feel some connection with you before even getting to talk to you. And 
it really just showed me how powerful social media was in totally growing your clientele. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How did you know? I mean, because speaking of new beginnings, you're sitting there with a new baby and it's like the third. So you obviously have a lot on your plate already. You have a business, you have these two other kids, you have a husband. I mean, there's a lot to happen or that happens at, with those adjustments, you know, and you're 10 days in. So how do you know when it's the right time to take a bet? What, what I would say is a bet on yourself and your business and when it's the right time to be like, uh, the bet I need to take is like to take it slow and adjust to my life. How did you know? I guess for one, I've never been one to take anything slow. I am very impulsive. I'm very fast acting. Um, patience is zero. Like the longest I've waited for anything was like my freaking pottery barn couch. That was like five Ugh, months. And it takes I forever. That I waited yeah. that long. <laughs> um, and I just very much, if, if, I'm set on something. It just, it has to happen and I'll figure out how to make it happen. And I think if there's anything I've learned as far as when to really take that bet on yourself and do that is when it feels the most uncomfortable, when Mm. it feels the scariest, I feel like is when it's something major and that means you should do it. That is a really good way to look at it. Cause I always think sometimes when you're like that heart beating thing that it's the time to be like, I don't know, but Maybe it's that's that. when the best things happen. Yeah, I mean, the time to lean anything. in. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, no, I we talk like about this yeah. a lot. The difference between like um, fear and excitement, like it's actually <laughs> the same feeling. So I think like you know, it's often like we think it's fear, but it's actually really excitement. And there is actually really something. There's something really scary about doing something that you're excited about because if you fail then you've let yourself down. So I'm like, that feeling is actually two things sort of mixed together fighting. And it's like, and also when you're scared and you win, the the glory is so much better. It's incredible. And I'm trying to remember exactly how it was worded, but it was in a very similar vein, just how there's a difference between something that's scary and something that's unsafe. And most things aren't unsafe right? Like you, you might want to approach it with caution, but it's more like you're guarding the feeling that you would get a failing, but like, you're going to be okay mm-hmm. and you can do it. Um, like even jumping out of a plane, like that is scary as hell, but there are so many different levers, pulleys, parachutes, like you're, you're going to be okay. It's just going to be absolutely terrifying. And maybe you'll pass out midway through, but you'll make it to the ground. <laughs> I'm not jumping out of a plane. I as thought much Chip, as I you always to. say, you're like, if I do it, I'm going to shit my pants. So. I, I would hundred percent shit on the person behind me. <laughs> but you would also be like, I did it. I did it. I, I shit my pants, but I did I, it. <laughs> I actually know that I would fucking love it doing it. It's the jumping out of the plane. I would, I would literally murder the pilot before jumping out. Like, <laughs> I've heard nobody would be able the to plane push me out. So scary. I've heard the plane is like so nuts. I've that heard you're that just too. Like, Get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. What I wouldn't do. So I feel like I could jump out of a plane. It's bungee jumping. Like, I don't know who we're trusting for these measurements. Right. Like, one inch off. My face is in the pavement and no thank you. I'm also right. not trying to break my neck. Yeah, I don't want to be, like, you become a piece of that rubber or whatever it is. Like, I don't want that. No. <laughs> no. no. Although it no could be a really that. nice chiropractic reset, though, too. Yeah. Or you will spend a lot of money resetting. Needing to go reset. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Perhaps. So I don't Perhaps. think any of us are going to do those things in life, but maybe as the metaphor can... <laughs> for how we do business, it works. <laughs> I feel like it's just, it's so easy to make the excuse like it's not the right time. Like yeah. nothing's the freaking right time. It's never the right time. I, I agree with that. unexpectedly at 23. I was still chain smoking cigarettes, drinking wine like it was breakfast cereal and just found <laughs> out I was pregnant. Didn't know Connor was my forever guy. Like, they were just like, here we go. Three kids wow. later, everything worked out. But was I ready or planning that? Or, I mean, even any, like 10 years into a marriage and people planning kids, it's, it's, you're never ready. And I feel like yeah. it's just kind of that feeling for so many things. And you just kind of go for it, man. I also think too, it's like, you have to ask yourself, like, um, you, which, which would you rather do? Would you rather like not take a risk or regret it later in life? Totally. You know, the worst. It's the worst because the only thing you can't get more of is time. Mm. So if there's something that you really want to do, like you have to figure out the risk reward value and just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like the worst thing that happens is oh, it didn't work out, but like, thank yeah. God I don't have to question that for the rest of my life. A hundred percent. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Totally. Agree. Well, so Jen was the big, the big push for your business, it sounds like. And now you've worked with Christy Teigen, Paris Hilton, a lot of big names that we all recognize. But is it true? Because I'm curious about when your business started. You said you were a couple years in by the time Jen reached out. Are you naturally a messy person that has somehow turned into an organizer? Yeah, I'm a dumpster fire. How is it possible? Tell us everything because Um, I need to know your ways. (laughs) It really is my favorite thing to share because how you were talking about being a creative, like Mm -hmm. that is a totally different way of thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the very, 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 I believe it's the left brain, like type A, OCD, everything has to be a certain way, a list, checking them off, everything done just so. And I really am this complete blend of those people. I would say I lean more towards the creative side. Um, you know, those were the things that interested me in, in college was, you know, graphic design, interior design. I changed my major seven times. That's a whole other thing. But anyway. <laughs> messy, messy. Uh, yes. So I, I've just always been not dirty, but messy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and still to this day, like, good luck me putting a cap on things or like closing a drawer. It's almost like I'm just, there's so much going on. I just keep moving. And yeah, it was, it wasn't so much that I didn't know how to do it and like, couldn't figure out how to be organized. It was more, I never prioritized it. I could help other people all day, but it was not anything that I cared enough about for myself. It was always these moments of, I hit this giant breaking point of, okay, I literally can't see my floor because all my clothes are on it. Yeah, where I would just get to a point of like, okay, you know, I I have to figure this out, which I'm sure you can relate to. 100%. You're telling my story right now. (laughs) Yes. And like once I got married and like, like, keep in mind, I got married three months pregnant. So it's, I'm getting someone else's shit. I'm like a registry, baby stuff, jumpers, like there's all this stuff happening. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was, it felt like overnight, you know, the inventory that surrounded me like tripled. And for me to be the best wife, the best mom, and to just have my head on right, I had to just have systems. I had to make better sense of what was going on in my own life. And I love being able to share that I understand the mindset behind people who aren't naturally that way. Mm. Because this is something that I truly feel is something that has to be practiced and can be learned and that you can get better. Um, Just like anything new that you're going to introduce in your life and there are so many parallels to 
like a nutrition or fitness journey. And I kind of compare myself to the trainer that lost 10 pounds and lost 10 pounds. Yay. That lost a hundred pounds and kept it off for 10 years. Like, okay, I wasn't born with this fast metabolism or just super thin and, you know, it all just stayed off, but I had to stay disciplined and, and learn new routines and a regimen and follow it. And I've been able to maintain that. Yeah. And I feel like that's how I approached organization. And once I felt I understood it and, and learned in a way that made sense to me, especially as being a new mom, like there's such a, a market for that of like people just like, oh my God, there's stuff everywhere. What am I supposed to do with this? So I was right. so excited to be able to share that. And a lot of my first clients were really young families. And so I was able to impart the things that I had just learned. We were in the same phases of life. And, you know, I've only learned more about organization and how to perfect my craft, if you will, since then. So it's been a really, really exciting journey. And I feel like I'm learning something new every day about it. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code Velvet's Edge at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. 
A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's almost oh. like you're a recovering messy holic or something. Like it's like Ooh. it's like you taught yourself these new tools to to live and function better in life and I love that because I think like I'm friends with the home edit girls and yeah. these two are so OCD. They, they they're so fucking good at their job, but when they tell me to do something, I'm like, "Guys, like you're talking it's like you're speaking Spanish to me. Like I don't right way. I don't color coordinate things. My brain doesn't function that way." So what you just described actually feels more attainable to me as something as like a process I can learn versus right. this is how my brain thinks and I just function this way all the time. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think that's something that has been very well received by our clients um, of just feeling seen and understood Yeah. versus, you know, I hire people that are like, this is just how I think. This is this is how it should be. Where I'm like, great. I want you to be really good at your job, and that's awesome. Um, but I also want them to understand the foundation of what this was built on. And at right. the end of the day, like we're actually trying to help people maintain their spaces while making it beautiful. Like, yeah, I love that we can get killer Instagram shots and can be found that way. But you know, the best thing ever is you know, uh, just over the holidays, like clients reaching out, like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I just didn't want to scream during Thanksgiving. I could find everything in my kitchen. This was so amazing. Or, oh my gosh, our house still looks the same a year and a half Mm -hmm. later. And, you know, those messages to show that what we did really worked and we were able to understand them enough to figure out something that was going to work for them because Mm -hmm. everything is so different. The way I maintain my closet or my kitchen is going to be completely different than what makes sense. For you. Yeah. Or for Chet. Like, it's just everyone's different in the way your brain works. You know, you might think of categories categories totally differently. You know, your bathroom categories might be by your routine times, your morning and night versus all hair stuff together, all face stuff together, all makeup together. Ooh, you know what I mean? I like that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Chip, did you have a question? Well, yeah. I mean, I think you hit on something that like... I didn't even know was a question that I was going to have, but I think for <laughs> for me, you know, when I think about having to organize my, first of all, whenever I do like take on a project and organize my closet, like I have so much pride in it and I love it, but what I have trouble doing is maintaining it. Yeah. And so it's like this thing where it's like, fuck, I don't even want to organize it because next week it's not going to be organized anymore. And then I've got to organize it again. And when you said that, when you made the parallel with like the trainer or the nutritionist, like, yeah, it's a, it's an ongoing thing. So I'm curious in your business, like how do you balance? Because obviously you want customers to come back. So right. how, how much of the business is like um, you actually teaching people how to maintain it versus being like, hey, we'll stay in this with you. And over a, a longer period of time, you are going to have the skills for this to be your job. I would say, I mean, honestly, the first numbers that came to my head were like 90, 10. 
Like right. as far as for which part of people are wanting like the regular, like where we have them certain days every single month that we're going in and doing our just like refreshes, mm-hmm. what I call them, like our little maintenance days. Um, and I mean, maybe it's more like 80, 20, but I would say, of course we try our best to hit it as spot on for them as possible. And, and so many people that reach out, they're so ready to take this step that they're wanting to learn as much as they can. They're wanting to maintain it. Um, I, there's always going to be a need for us because if it's not to go back and do someone's pantry again, it's going to be for whatever the next season brings. It's going to be, it's going, you know, our additional projects with clients are going to be new spaces or just new seasons in their life. You know, eventually all the kid jumpers and Barbies go away and it's soccer cleats and, and Nerf guns. And, you know, it's, there's always this, evolution of your home and in your routines and in your your habits and the thing your hobbies I mean everything just changes all the time and so I feel like we're kind of those people that can be with you all along the way but it Mm -hmm. it isn't necessary that we have to go in and keep refreshing the same spaces but some clients are like oh my gosh absolutely like basically we want you guys like a housekeeper once you do the whole big shebang (laughs) keep coming yeah. yeah, which I'm all for too, because some people just want everything like so, or, you know, we have clients, you know, who have a staff who are maintaining their spaces, which that's always an interesting thing because we want to do something that makes sense for the people maintaining it, but we want it to be liked by the people who are paying for it. And you're just kind of navigating different people. Um, but we do like teaching the staff how we're folding things, where we're putting things away, asking them what their routines are, because we just... We want the home to move smoothly. And at the end of the day, you should just have this routine ready home that whatever you're doing, there's not even a thought of like, oh my gosh, like this drawer drives me nuts, that freaking cabinet. Like we all have that, like those spaces that you're just like, oh my God, I'll get to it. But I did want to say about your closet is also there's a difference between going in and like tidying things up, like putting everything back exactly how you had it, but getting everything you know, with its category and feeling really good. And then doing a full assessment of like, okay, wait, is where I put everything to begin with even correct? Mm, like, what am wow. I not maintaining? So when we go in, we're not just like, oh my gosh, okay, like we just want this all to look really nice. We're just going to switch out hangers and we're going to keep things where you had it. Like we're really going in and reassessing everything. Perfect example is a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were on a project. We're in the closet. It's a really big closet, but it was just feeling kind of crazy. And there were these two really high shelves stacked with denim, like so much denim. And I'm like, how is this working out for you? And she's like, I honestly don't love it. And I'm like, how do you feel about folded jeans versus hanging? She's like, oh my gosh, I would, I would love hanging. I feel like that'd be so much easier. I was like, I don't know how you're grabbing all these. It's just, this doesn't seem like it's working. And so we literally eliminated those shelves and added three hanging rods and hung all of them. And that, like, that change was so major, not only visually, because it's it's a lot harder for it to feel out of sorts when everything is hung versus having to fold something exactly. But we really asked the question of, is this even something that's working for you mm. or can it completely be changed? 
That is such a good tip in and of itself, just to look in your rooms. I mean, the closet's the perfect example. A pantry is probably also another good one. Like, I feel like my refrigerator can get really out of whack. But asking myself, like, what is the thing that I'm struggling so much to maintain and why isn't that working? Like, kind of the why is behind it, like we do with everything else in our life. Yes. I mean, but it's just applying it to actual organization, which I've never even thought of. It's mostly for me about, does this look good in the moment? And yes. like Chip said, go clean it, go get it set up, but you can't maintain it. And it's, there's certain things like there are going to be little habits you have to keep doing over and over and sure. over and then to become just part of your regular routine. Um, Cause that's always something we have to share too. We've definitely had the clients before that are like, I don't get it. Like it doesn't look like how you guys did anymore. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you have to do your part in it too. Like once we do it, fairies aren't just putting everything back and, keeping everything straight and making it look perfect. Now it's, we've created the foundation, the blueprint, you know, we even did the first setup, but it's going to be your job to maintain that. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally lost my train of thought with where I was going. We with were that. talking about just the maintaining and oh, the making habits. sure. It's yeah. The habits. habits. It's the little habits. And so something like one of my biggest problems is I move, I move so quickly just Me too. all the time period mm-hmm. to where if I try something on and I don't like it, I'm not hanging it right back up. That is because you might go back to it. This is like when I'm trying on clothes, I'm like, oh, I could maybe do that outfit, but uh, probably not. But I'm going to throw it on the ground instead of hanging back. I wish I had that excuse. Like, I know I'm not wearing it. I'm still like, move along, move along. And so, even here, I'm a professional organizer. We last year alone, 350 different projects. Like, I mean, this is all, all I do, and I'm still needing to prioritize organization in my own life yeah. regularly. It's like the and last thing you want to do when you get home is organize your own shit. Yeah. yeah it's like the shoemaker's kids have no shoes. Right. right. Like, <laughs> the girl yeah. who does makeup who never wears makeup. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? Me. But honestly. <laughs> um. Well, I love that tip. And then I was going to ask you, because I know Chip said when we, whenever I told him we were going to be talking to you, he was like, started to look at his house and he just came in with all of a sudden he was like, Oh my God, I have so many questions. And so for people like us who maybe, or just people listening who can't afford a service like yours, but is there, but they're looking to maybe get a start. Is there one thing other than looking at the systems like you were just talking about that you would tell people as a place to start? Like, is there something you could name for us? Because I know one of the things that keeps me from ever even going into organization is the overwhelmed feeling of not knowing where to start. I think uh, I'm going to give a two-parter because I always think the first thing that is so necessary, okay, maybe it's a three-parter, but I'll make it Okay. Um, first, you have to be in the mindset hundred percent. You have to want to do it. You have to be like, this is something I want to tackle. This is something I want to take on. And you have to know kind of what capacity you're able to do that. Cause if okay. you, if you overload your plate, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to bail. Um, and that kind of goes hand in hand with the second part, which is allow like giving yourself the appropriate amount of time. Okay. Cause I can't tell like, you know, Oh, I have an hour, you know, in between picking up kids or whatever, let me go reorganize my closet you're dumping stuff, you got piles, but then you've got to stop. And then everything just goes right back in. And it's just this bandaid you keep ripping off and putting back on. You're not giving it the proper amount of time to even do anything. But I would say before spending any money on anything, which you really shouldn't do till well into the process, um, as far as like product and everything, Mm -hmm. 
you need to know what you have. So our approach is really, it's less about what we're making clients get rid of or encouraging them to get rid of. We're encouraging them to be reintroduced to their items, to be reintroduced to the things that they've bought and collected and kept over the years. Why do you have it? Mm. Do you still want it? Do you love it? Do you want to see it? Do you use it? Figuring out just what everything is. Because I think the number one thing is people are like, I have no clue what the hell is in that hallway closet. Yeah. Couldn't even tell you what's in those bins up there. And I think just knowing your inventory to begin with is major. And being able to edit the things that you no longer want, need, love, use, what have you. Mm-hmm. Just removing those items from your space will, one, make you just feel like a weight has been lifted. Two, give you so much encouragement and just give you so much momentum to keep things going. Cause now it's like, okay, now I know everything in here. I love. Right. So now we're just prioritizing off of, this is a really long answer to your question. You're like one thing I'm like, here's the whole. <laughs> hey, I'm like taking notes though. I'm literally, this is so, so helpful. Because I know how freaking stressful it is, but I, I feel like it's been so like overcomplicated for people. Right. And it doesn't have to be. You just like just those little things of being in the right mindset, giving yourself the right amount of time and knowing your inventory before you're figuring out systems, where things are placed and all of that, which even that you're placing uh, based on priority. Mm -hmm. Things you use often, things you need are the most accessible and you work your way outward. It's the easiest way to think about it. Totally. And it's, it makes so much sense. It makes so it much sense. And it sounds so simple, but it's something that I wouldn't have thought of on my own. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've bought something and then remembered, I actually already have that because of exactly what you're saying. Like, I just am yeah. so unaware of the shit that's floating around my house because it's not, it's buried somewhere and I forgot I have it. And it's amazing what just knowing what you have. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm a record collector and it's like, sometimes I'll be in a record store and be like, oh, I should buy this. And I'm like, wait, do I fucking have this record? Right. Like, <laughs> so, um, I mean, I think to me, like, there's a lot of shame in being messy. Cause I feel like the general populace would say that like, it's inherently bad to be messy, but I don't, I mean, I think it's bad to be dirty. Like you said, you're messy <laughs> and I'm dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I, from some of the research that I did, like, messiness is um is equated to creativity a lot yeah wonderful i found (laughs) found a really interesting quote because einstein famously had a messy desk and he said if a if a if a i've wrote oh if a i even wrote it down messy um (laughs) basically what oh a cluttered if a cluttered desk is a sign of a cluttered mind of what then is an empty desk a sign which is really interesting because he was like, booyah, mic drop. Yeah. So my, I look around my really yeah. messy office and I'm like, maybe I'm Einstein. <laughs> Self so Honestly, the, I'm the next getting Einstein. those vibes. Well, With thank you. Readers, it's just, you <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of it is like, a lot of people don't want to admit that they're messy uh, because there is some shame in it. So how do we, how do yes. people get past like, they're like, okay, this is not just my problem. And maybe it is. It's like, maybe you overconsume. Maybe you're just mm-hmm. a procrastinator. Maybe you're all of these other things that cause you to be messy and you're not sure. a mess. And you have to t- tell and yourself that. I think there's even a difference in what kind of messy someone is. Because the messy I was is a 
a, like an organized messy. Like I feel like a lot of messy people could be like, oh I, yeah, I know where that hair tie is. Right. Me too. Totally. It's like you just you know where things are. And I think that there's there's a an organized chaos, which has kind of just always been me, like just kind of all over the place. But it's kind of when there's no rhyme or reason to it that it's mm-hmm. taken a new meaning. And I feel like that's the difference. Like I feel like if you were to walk into your space and just be like, I don't even recognize what's happening here. I've I've fully lost all control that's something to really evaluate further versus just like, oh my God, like I've had this like pile of this, pile of this, pile of this, but you know what everything is. And, you know, you just kind of keep sliding it around. Like that's different in my eyes. Um, right. Maybe that's because that's how I am. And I don't want it to be any worse <laughs> than what it is. Um, but I, I mean, I would hate for anyone to feel shame about it ever. And, and there's so many reasons behind like deeper reasons to how we're maintaining our space. And for so long, it was always, you know, your space or what would people say that like your space affects your mental health. Like, you know, I think that's true. I do. I I totally do too. And what I've realized over these last couple months, and I've been sharing more and more is that I'm noticing that my space is a reflection of my mental health. It's the opposite. Like when I'm feeling just good on it, on my routine, I'm taking care of my spaces better versus when I'm starting to feel overwhelmed out of sorts, like I don't have a handle on anything, like I'm drowning, I start to let everything go bad. So it's like, I feel like it's the opposite Mm -hmm. way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like my mind is affecting my space versus my space affecting my mind. Or I think it's just kind of this endless cycle. Yeah. With Austin Powers, like I eat because I'm fat. I'm fat because because I eat. eat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly that where you're just like, I mean, that's how I get stuck in that endless cycle all the time. And, you know, of course having this business, I'm like, okay, am I like a sham? Like what? Like, right. Like I let my spaces get like this and that makes me feel terrible. But then I'm like, no, I do have systems. And when I just take the time to put things back, mm-hmm. it's everything has a home and things that are working for me. It's really that extra step of just, oh my God, put your shit back. That's my problem. Yeah. I actually I love that you that. struggle with it too, because it gives me hope. And I don't know if you feel like that, Chip, but <laughs> it's, it's amazing. just to hear an organizer say, you know, I'm not perfect at it. And I think that's the pressure we all put on ourselves or it's about taking the time. Like my mom is a very organized person and she always says to me when I'm getting overwhelmed by my mess, like start with a drawer. Don't like try to do the whole kitchen in one sitting, like do one drawer at a time, take 30 minutes or whatever, and just clean out a drawer. And that way you're not so overwhelmed because it just, even the idea of doing a whole room sometimes is too much for me. Well, and and, and once you do that one drawer, like the joy that that brings you fuels you for the next drawer. That's exactly right. You've done the whole kitchen. Right. Or the the whole house. Yeah. I mean, I really get this high. Kelly mm-hmm. and I both were, um, we both live alone. So you have three children. You have an excuse yes. for a little mess in your life. So I think the shame is a lot easier for us to have because the mess that exists, I mean, I have two dogs and that's not an excuse. So what's my excuse, Jeff? Yeah, Where are you well, going with this? Your, yours is all your receipts. <laughs> all those receipts on your table. All I'm looking your at client, the pile your receipts right My clients um, and my, their fucking wardrobe. Yeah, God damn yeah. it. But, um, oh my gosh. So I, Take I pictures of receipts. I know. That's a great idea. Ooh, that's a good one. We live in a digital age. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's easier for us to feel shame because the mess that we look at is ours. I also think it's funny too, and Kelly can attest to this, like 
there's something like we'll be you know our friends are planning on getting together and i'm like you guys i've got to clean my house like it's a mess and i do it and then i'll go over to someone else's house and i'm like this not kelly's or not any of our, like our close friends and i'm like my house is not a mess. Like, yeah. it's not nearly as gross <laughs> as I, I think it is. Am I better than everyone? Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm TikTok. like, amazing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's like patting himself on the back. I mean, well, my it, office it, is another story. You just like, have high standards. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I guess so. It, it's interesting, too, because, like, as messy, I mean, my room <laughs> literally looked like I was the opposite of Rob. Like, someone just came in and, like, I don't even know. Just like threw more <laughs> stuff in there. But my schoolwork and my desks have always been very orderly. Like I was the crazy, like I was that bitch with her planner, all the different color highlighters. And I was like, okay. I love let's it. Do it. What are we doing? And like, you know, just getting way into it. Like, you know, what I was going to do on the weekend. Like I've kept all my high school planners because it's a journal at this point. Like I, I was just like on point. Um, <laughs> but everything else wasn't like that. And I feel like some people, like, you know, a chef may be super, super anal about the way that they maintain, you know, a portion of their pantry for what they do, but maybe their closet's a disaster. Like, it's it's interesting how it's not always everything. It's like certain areas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. 
the gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. it's really interesting well chip touched on the fact that you have three kids which we've talked about is how you got really into this business too but i want to know um if there is a way to help children with organization because i know we have a lot of moms who listen and it's just a it's got to be a lot to manage your own messiness your husband or your partner significant others yeah yeah there's just like so many people running around your house so how do you keep that straight um yeah, no, kids are insane. Yeah. And it, it's very important to approach children based on their age, mm-hmm. if there's anything I've learned from this whole process. And I always say that like zero to two range, it's more what's going to make sense for you as the parent. Like they're not going and looking for their you know certain category of toys. Like nothing they play with, honestly even past that age, makes sense. They'll grab like a toy car, a hairbrush, a tutu, and you don't even know what's going on. They're not grabbing things within the same category. They're not playing with play sets together. They just grab random things. So catch-alls when kids are that young is just so important. Catch-alls being maybe it's a cube system. Okay. You know, maybe it's canvas cubes or baskets that you're not seeing through. Like this isn't the time for see-through organization when you have little, little babies um, if it's something that's going to be out in the open of a room, if you have a closet or something, you know, see through is always great for you to help maintain things, but having things like cubes where it's general categories, you know, little puppets, stuffed okay. animals, big cars, uh, figurines, whatever. Cause at the end of the day, as the parent, you're the one going in and picking that up. So it needs to make sense for you. But as they get older, like even as they, you know, the year and a half and the two year old phase, um, like my kids love the whole clean up song, whatever. And that's really like on us as parents to encourage picking up after they play with things. And I, I mean, I'm definitely not getting on a soapbox here because we will go weeks with things just being totally nuts. Um, but I feel like it helps kids understand like, Hey, one, let's find what we're looking for. Like they, they should learn the lay of the land and then, Hey, we're done. Let's put everything back or all the, all the cars are out. Let's put them all back in this basket. That's something such a small child can do. And then as they start to get older, you can start to micro organize versus that macro big categories. Right. Um, so now my girls, it can be like dolls, doll accessories, you know, my little 
LOL. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, the LOL dolls. I can't. <laughs> Anxiety oh, central. Like all children's toys that come with a million parts. It's all those little pieces. Ugh. No, and now it's like everything's a surprise egg. I'm like, what the hell right. am I paying for? I Who knows? Surprise. It's a those, sho- those shoes don't stay on those LOL dolls. No, and that's no. what your whole day is just. Can you put this back on? Can you can you get her shirt back on? Oh, can, can you, you take this skirt off? off? I know. I remember, yes, no. this. Is... I'm always like putting arms back on. I'm like, she's been through a lot. I think we're done. I know. I'm <laughs> triggered even talking about this. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can start to do more micro organizing. You know, labeling with pictures. You know, before they know words then starting to use very general words as they're starting to learn reading. You know, my daughter's almost seven. She can read actual words now, which is really exciting. So I'm like, you have no freaking excuse. You can read what that says, put it back in it. Um, And also getting them involved in the purging or just really going through things. I want them to know what they have. You know, we did that before Christmas time. It's just like, we need to get rid of anything we can before a bunch of new stuff comes in. And it was cool because early on I was working for, you know, different family friends or, you know, moms through mommy and me's. So a lot of random things were like, oh my gosh, take this home Mm -hmm. for your kids, which I mean, now as a business, we're not like taking our clients things, but this was early on. It was like, oh my gosh, okay, thanks. That's so nice. Um, And so my kids got to learn early on, like, hey, you know, there was a little girl that decided she didn't want these anymore. And now you get to play with these. Like, how special is that? Yeah, you know, you didn't just really go nowhere. Great. You know, you get to play with this, and so when I kind of position it like that, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to pick for other little girls and boys to play with? Like, then they feel like, wow, like look at like we're, we're that's so nice of us to be able to do that, and you know, and I think it's important for them to understand, like it's just it's not all about them having their stuff all the time. Like we're trying not to raise just like entitled a holes, right? Um, so I want them to to understand, like, hey, there's more than just you, and you actually have more toys than so many kids will have in their lifetime. And mm. it's like I get really caught up in like trying to say these really deep things to my kids that they're like, <laughs> where's <laughs> yeah, okay, where's mom, her arm? <laughs> right? Yeah, they're like, whole story, mom. No, totally. Because I'm just like, listen, like, yeah. there are people, and they're just like, hey, this like really took a turn, like, right? Like, <laughs> they're like, fine, I'll put my LOL dolls away. Stop. <laughs> Seriously, I know. With my two girls, I am starting to get some sassy attitudes, but Uh-oh. those are all little things that I have found help for me. I know I covered like a lot of different phases, but yeah, I love the sharing tip. That's a really good one. And then the boxes, I think that's super important to have the labels on the boxes, everything in place. And I love the idea of even starting them early because it's like once things become a habit, then your mind kind of goes to that versus, Oh, I'm just going to leave that on the ground, whatever. My, my, My niece. So my, my first niece, who's now 13 years old, when my sister had her, she was a single mom. So out of necessity, she very early was like make, made clean, cleaning up after yourself a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because like you saw it very early. Like she, Kayla is her name. She loved to clean up after herself. And it was something that like actually helped my sister because she's just like trying to feed the kid and do all the things. Yeah, it's like it's all hands on deck. Do your part. And, and now she's like the her bedroom is more organized than I could ever dream of being. That's okay. amazing. Like how is this teenager so organized? And I think it's like it's just sort of an effect that like was implanted in her at a very young age. Yes. So, and yeah. there's so many ways you can get kids excited about it. We are like inappropriately competitive in this house. 
So I, I mean, I just make anything a contest between my kids, whether it's brushing their teeth, getting on jammy, I mean, you name it. And so <laughs> making it a contest just for cleaning up is something that works really well um, in our house too. That's so like amazing. That, I don't know. They all Giving them an incentive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And ownership. I think kids do it really do thrive on that. Chip, did you want to talk about, I know we were talking before and Chip mentioned something about, you know, during times of uncertainty, a lot of people really kind of grip to something they can control. And obviously in the last couple of years, we've really been living in this crazy time where none of our lives are predictable. Like even when I start to think life is going to be more predictable, I have it a little more mapped out. Oh my God, look at my calendar. Things are starting to play the way they fall. Here comes another curveball. So Chip, what did you have you seen like an uptick or like just in general, not in just your business, but do you feel like um the trend of being organized benefited from this? I know that like I cleaned my closet at the beginning of this one hundred percent. One, I thought we were done. Like our job is going inside people's homes and oh yeah, terrified. I was like, this is over. Like, yeah, right, totally done. (laughs) No, 2020, we doubled, and 2021, we doubled that. Oh my God. You think it's because people were just stuck in their houses? 100%. Because before that, yeah, yeah, maybe you opened a drawer that pissed you off in the morning and then you left your house for 10 hours. Right. You forgot about it, came home, had dinner, had a glass of wine, woke up, hated that drawer the next morning and moved on with your life. Right. And now people were just getting punched in the face by their disorganization in their home and there was no avoiding it. It was like everywhere people were turning, they're like, oh my God, no. Hell yeah. Because when you think about when you're doing like full work days or kids activities, all these things, you're really not in your house that many hours on like a regular day, like where you're right. assessing your spaces and really analyzing what's going on. But I mean, I, I mean, we were like entertained by watching paint dry when we were all stuck in our houses. Jeez, that was just <laughs> insane. That was insane times. But yeah, that really, really shocked me. I remember because um, we took a little break. Maybe it was like a month or two months. I mean, we were back at it really quickly because like phones were off the hook. It blew my mind. That's crazy. It blew my mind. It was really insane. Yeah. The being stuck in the houses. And I do think that we're just like grasping for anything that we can have control over right now. I still feel that way. Yeah. So many people like remodels, mm-hmm. like, I mean, our contractor, he is like so booked out, like mm-hmm. all the projects, it just, it's all been nuts. Like Home Depot, Lowe's, all those places. I mean, everybody was like making their own accent walls. People got into bread making. It was like, right. I didn't crazy. do any of these things. I just started drinking a lot. Like what, <laughs> what's wrong with these people? Off. Can't you cope like the rest of us? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my guilty pleasure pleasure since COVID was TikTok. Oh, yes. I have not gotten into TikTok. I I, I, I can't do it. it. Don't do it. I know I'll be up till 4 a.m. Like that's what we have friends. Yeah. (laughs) I am literally that girl. It's like double chin. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) In my bed laughing, like waking my husband up and like eventually they're not funny anymore. And he's like, you're delirious. Go to sleep. Just stop. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like most of my lines now in normal life are like TikToks. And if you don't watch TikTok, you're probably just like, okay. The one about, you you did one today. You were like, um, am I just better than everyone else? Oh, yeah. I've actually made a TikTok to that. I do know that one. <laughs> okay. See, there we go. See, you're, you're even speaking better TikTok. than me that you like make TikToks because I'm just over you there just like stock people. 
We have friends who do oh, that. It was like really weird at the beginning of COVID. Like I was way too invested in like 19 year old TikTokers and like their love <laughs> life sway house. And I was like, holy shit, Rhea, stop. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. This is really bad. You got to just let your brain go, which is mm-hmm. probably necessary. It's mm-hmm. not, so. It is necessary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, speaking of social media, you have a beautiful Instagram account. And I do think that if people are interested in taking a step, like one one step in the direction of organization, maybe that's a really good place to start. So can you tell people how to find you? Yes, I would say the number one way is going to be Instagram. We are okay. at reorganize, R-I, organize. It's a little play on my name. And we're actually about to reintroduce virtual organizing. So for people Ooh. that can't afford in-home services, um, like our lowest tier is actually, I mean, really affordable and you can send in photos of a space and we send you a full plan and a customized shopping list. Um, oh, so it's just like easy, it's just a really you. quick, easy, not as large of an investment. Um, oh my mm-hmm. God, do it. Send it yeah. in, girl. Let's do it. Chip, get us your office photo. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Deal. Totally. That would be awesome. Okay. So you're um, offering virtuals. Is the place people go find that on your Instagram or on your website? I'm a, I'm about to be announcing it. So it will okay. be on. So maybe by the time this comes out, I don't know. What yes. Um, but yeah, the website, right. that's where you inquire. 
inquire on the website. See tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we turn Our things around here fast. We're quick. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you're really organized because that's insane. Is so, it yeah, or are we really cool. last minute? Let's think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I just saw something the other day. Well, because it's all my TikTok watching. I'm super convinced I have ADHD. Like all jokes aside, yeah. totally. I'm like everything I'm seeing absolutely Lining happens. Up. Where one of the things was that procrastinating, it's like basically waiting until super last minute because you need that pressure of like going against, yeah. I mean, a clock you've only set for yourself, but that's when I do my best work is when I'm Same. under the gun. Same. Like it is just like, maybe I won't make it happen, but maybe I will. Yeah. I <laughs> no, it's, you will make it happen. Time, it's yeah. how you will make it happen. And the stress right. of that is sometimes like, it just forces you to perform more. I'm Why do we do way. that to ourselves? It's We're like, so <laughs> bad for my nervous system is all I know. It's awful. But once you do it, you're just like, yes. Yeah, it's a rush. Um, it's for sure. Probably probably not the best. But yeah, okay. So you're getting that out super fast. That's so awesome. Yeah. So virtual <laughs> organizing. And then also we offer in-home organizing and just be on the lookout for some fun new announcements in the next couple months. Ooh. This year is bananas. Okay. So Instagram is at reorganize. Website is www.reorganize.com, right? Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. And I'm just... going to try to get on TikTok. I'm going to do it. Like actually do stuff. Actually do a TikTok. You should. I feel like you'd be a really good TikToker. I think you would too. I got to tell you guys, I was born 10 years too late because I would be <laughs> savaging and booty popping and just that I would be a TikToker. I know it. I tried to learn the savage dance and felt the most uncoordinated and old that I've felt in a really long time. And then that was when I decided I hated TikTok. It's, it is. <laughs> I gave up. Done. I remember it doing so long it. Ago. Like, could I be sexier? That was awesome. And then you rewatch it and you're like, oh my Ugh. God. <gasps> my booty pop not look like that girl's booty pop. I thought oh, it did. Man. I'm just like, wow. I'm like, TikTok, you're welcome. And then I looked and was like, Ugh, no, no, sorry. I post yeah. different ones and then I delete them. I'm just like, I can't do it. But I'll watch maybe, it all day. But maybe but you could be like a TikTok fail account, you know? Like, That's a good that one. Might work, you know? Like, a you bad should just organize on TikTok. I'll follow that. God. Seriously. Oh, I've like recycled random old videos. There's like a couple on the reorganized TikTok, but they're just like not good. I need to, I'll, I'll make it a priority. It's like, it's all so much work. It's all so much work, the social media stuff. Well, we'll start on Instagram and look for your yes. announcement for your TikTok page. But yes. this was so helpful. And I actually am going to take so many of these tips and bring them into my new beginnings for January. And I love your story of just going for it and taking the risk and really believing in yourself. Because I think especially as women and moms, a lot of times we can get in our own way with that and hold ourselves back. So Loving your story. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Chip, I feel like you really nailed your first interview. Oh, thanks. I mean, <laughs> this, I, I can't even believe it was a first. I mean, I can, I can talk to Rhea all day. I'm, I'm obsessed. Yeah, he texted me. I'm I obsessed with her. I totally forgot we were doing it. We're just like, <laughs> like, you guys should hang out in Dallas. I know. Wait. Why are you coming here again? I'm coming. I'm coming to Dallas, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. But I'm going to see Jake Woodard, a friend of mine, who is putting on this um, seminar called Awake, and it's about masculine and feminine energies. I'm super into that stuff. So yeah, I'll hit you up. Mm -hmm. She's going to see Heather McMahon tonight. It's like <laughs> I'm so excited. And I just keep thinking about how I want to like get ready and get all done up. And I'm like, why am I trying to be so hot for Heather? I don't know. 
Are you just are. Here? You're going to be on the front row. You have to be. You have to be. I'm so excited. <laughs> I oh love it. Well, well, this was hope so that you amazing. Got- we have to do it again. Yes. Thank yeah, you so, so much. And we'll that. actually, yeah, we'll maybe schedule a check-in and maybe Chip and I will organize between now and then and you can help us. <laughs> yes. Take four pictures. Seriously. Okay. Okay. I hope you guys learned some, some tips that sorry wow this ending on our this edge podcast is always we have trouble we struggle every week brain just stops like i don't know what happens it's like i have a stroke and then i try to talk this ending and then you recover yeah. and then i cover cover and then i try again and i have another stroke but it's like a little more mini maybe i don't know it's like the one. um i learned a lot today so ria thank you so much and i hope that you guys when you're going out you're living on the edge and maybe staying organized always remember to act casual <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher back with another season of the global number one podcast the girlfriends last time we investigated the murder of gail katz this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.